record now this week <laughs> on practically christian <laughs> podcast we start to look at creative christian writing It may be sad, but I always have to play the intro until the beat drops. Why? Oh, just so I can bass? listen to it in the car. Oh. So. And that was kind of a a, a misclaimer, Christian. Dis, dis, no, misclaimer. Okay, Christian mis- writing, because that could refer to that she's a writing lot about of, Christian things. Well, man, like you just jumped right into that. Like we didn't even say anything about we have a guest on this podcast or anything. You're the one that said it. Did I? No. Surely you did. No, I said that was a misnamer. Misclaimer, about, you yes, said. Yes, that's what I said. And that's what I meant. And I thought you meant disclaimer. <laughs> Whatever. Well, anyway. I mean, you write a lot of things. That's why I was saying it was a misclaimer. But since you've already spilled the beans, like I was going to have some kind of a build up there. But since you jumped right into that, why don't you introduce our guest today, Debbie? We have author Jill, and for the life of me, I can never say her last name, but I don't want to say it on the air because I think that's kind of weird to say her last name. But Jill, you could say it if you <laughs> want to. <laughs> yeah, I am uh, Jill Prazzi, or J.E. Prazzi is my author name. Oh, wow. So, like, you have your own separate name. That is, I knew I could have changed my name when we did the podcast. You realize it's just her initials. Why are you giving out all her personal information? <laughs> she all said her fi- whole name and then... All 15 people that are listening do not <laughs> need to know all her personal information. Whatever. So Josh and I will be going back and forth between asking Jill some questions. Nope. Nope. We are not asking her questions. What are, what are you talking about? I said about? we're not going back and forth. Anyway, so... Stop um, getting all technical. Can you give us like a brief um, bio just of just, who you yeah, are? Who you are. Like just just a little snippet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, uh, I am a science fiction and horror writer at the moment. Um, awesome. <laughs> Going to be branching out into uh, fantasy at some point. That's awesome. Um, and I grew up overseas as a missionary kid. Mm-hmm. So I have a little bit of a different perspective as to, you know, the average american i like to bring that in a little bit that's so. pretty cool i like that yeah. did you. you say you're a horror and sci-fi writer right yes science fiction and horror mm. that is very interesting <laughs> not what you'd expect from me it was not see i i, I, know, well, I did know the sci-fi part the horror mm-hmm. the part horror one i that, that th- one, threw you off yes that that did throw me for a loop all right, so uh, we're going to ask a few questions. Um, how did you get involved in writing? Uh, yeah, well, books have always been a huge part of my life. Um, I grew up, my mom would read every night to us. Aww. So I always knew that I was going to be a writer. It was mm-hmm. kind of just a question of when. Um, and then, uh, you know, a few years back, I just decided I needed something that felt a little bit more permanent in my life that I was going to leave behind me. So I decided to like to turn from a hobbyist writer to, um, to actually look into getting published. Mm-hmm. So I ended up uh, publishing myself as, a, as an indie author. 
And oh, how, right did on. you do that through like Amazon or? Yeah, uh, Amazon is is kind of the major channel, but I also use Draft to Digital to publish with platforms across, you know, the world. So my books are available, you know, pretty everywhere. Much yeah, that's awesome. All right. Well, then, how would you define a book as a Christian book or? Well, you know what? And before we get into that, so and just because this hit me with, <laughs> especially because you were like, I released as an indie. Yeah. Uh, writer. Would you classify yourself as a Christian writer or more? I am a Christian and that I write writes. books. Uh, I think, and that can be a difficult um, difference there. And I think I would say I'm a Christian who writes books because I don't write Christian fiction. Uh-huh. Um, but I do think that it's an impossible as a Christian to or as anything right, to, to separate your worldview. So there's definitely Christian themes in there. Um, but yeah, I would, I would probably define myself as a Christian who's also an author. I got you. And I like how you worded that, you know, it, it is impossible to separate your worldview from anything that you produce. Right. Yeah, definitely. So then, so yeah, now that was can, the next now, question. Yeah. How would, how would you define as an author? How would you define a book as Christian? Yeah, I think um, probably the difficult part in this that you have to keep in mind is that uh, Christian is a marketing term. I mean, set aside books or stories that have specific tropes in them that apply to different people. A a person can be a Christian, but a book in itself isn't Christian or non-Christian. So I I do think it's important to understand that and, and remember that because it removes that sense of morality from purchasing a book. Or oh, reading a book like because it. it's not like I'm, I'm reading this book so I'm a better Christian um, or I'm avoiding this subject so I'm a better Christian um, so I think that as I would define a Christian book it would be a book that is in a specific genre marketed to a specific audience hmm. that is a very very well said very interesting perspective <laughs> yeah. like and and to to throw it into that marketing like and to go that route with it, that was yeah, that was very wow. interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, you have to give a lot of thought to marketing as an indie author, so that's you know, it's definitely something oh, I have to yeah. consider. Mm, yeah. See, and and I out. I guess that is where, you know, we we do run into that issue. We don't we don't really market a whole lot. Um, it definitely not as much as we should. Mm-hmm. Um. And and so I never even think about that genre. No. Like, well, is as far, I mean, obviously, you think we would, about we would it, fall I mean, into a Christian podcast. I mean, it's in the name, but, but like, it was more so because, like, we knew who our audience was going to be, and not necessarily we wanted to market to a certain audience. Yeah. So you think if you market to a certain audience, you're, I mean, obviously, well, then you're narrowing down who's going to look at your book. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, you need to have in mind who you're writing the book for um, when you're writing it. So if you're writing for a Christian audience, you know, you're not going to want to include swearing, you're not going to want to include nudity, you're going to want to toe down on the violence. Um, Otherwise, like, not only are you going to just get horrible reviews and a bad reception, but you are going to risk, you know, on a spiritual level, causing people to stumble and things like that. Absolutely. So So how do you how do you personally play that tension there? You know, especially in a genre like horror that, and and I may be ignorant on this fact, but just 
horror to me would would have those elements of you know violence and 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 I don't know, maybe even demonic to a certain extent. So, like, w- how do you balance that tension between I am a Christian author, but I write horror? Yeah. Um, well, I, I do have, um, if anyone at any point needs to know more on this subject, I do have um, on my blog three different blog posts that specifically talk about how I chose to write, what I did choose to write in my fiction, and how my faith plays into that. Um, so I'll just bring that up there um in case people want to know more oh but absolutely. I definitely i aim towards a unbelieving audience um my my attempt is to when i when i read the bible and it talks about um those who seek shall find um so what i'm attempting to do is to approach a unbelieving audience and not preach the gospel so to speak but more to bring up questions in them Um, And actually, my horror is more thematically Christian than even my science fiction because it is set in the modern day and because it's impossible to avoid those facts. Right. So, of course, I throw in fiction. It's paranormal horror. So I throw in fiction. You know, I don't believe ghosts exist, at least not in the way that we understand them to be. Not like Casper. Exactly. Um, Or my grandmother. Right. Yeah. But it is, you know. It's a book dealing with death and loss and sorrow in a family, but it also deals with um, the main character feeling like a black sheep. And um, and so it allows me to discuss uh, our mm-hmm. relationship to God with his relationship with his stepfather. Mm-hmm. It allows us to talk about our relationship with the church, um, with his relationship with his stepbrother. So it brings in those spiritual aspects um, in a way that my hope is will create a longing and will create questions right. that people will seek and then God will answer those more. No, and I think I think that's, that's awesome. beautiful. That's and I think that's the same approach we see Paul in Acts 17 take when he's dealing with the Athenians and and when he when he's in Athens and, and he's he's dealing with these philosophers and poets and historians and you know, Paul is our theological giant throughout scripture, but he doesn't go there with it. Instead, he does quote the the philosophers. He 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 does quote the poets and and opens up that dialogue there and then goes, "Okay, now that we're at least in this general realm of talking about, you know, all these different gods you have, now I can open up my God, my dialogue about my God and then get to the gospel. So, so I mean that, that approach is, is really ingenious if you think about it. Thank you. Yeah. I do believe, um, you know, it's important to be very, very intentional. Um, but to also let God speak through art, you know, when you, when you're creating art to be very intentional on what you want to say, but a lot of room for the Holy spirit. So, See, and, and that's one of the things in this series we've been trying to tackle is because when, when most people think of that Christian genre, it's it is that very, you know, just boom in your face. Here's the gospel. The unsaved, the unbeliever always, you know, accepts Jesus and in these out, very outlandish ways. Mm-hmm. And and again, um, we don't want to bash that. We don't you know, it is a form of art. And yes, we are called to preach the gospel. However, um, 
Realistically. Realistically, we do need to meet people where they are already in their walk. And and it can't just be, here's a track, and then, okay, now say this prayer. You know, I, I don't think we see that scripturally anywhere. And, and so as we are looking at ways that we, as Christians, engage with culture, it, it is seeing those nuances. It, it's seeing, hey, I can write a genre that's going to appeal to an unbelieving audience and at the same time leave them sitting here going, there's something deeper, if that is what the Holy Spirit intends on moving in their heart. Yeah. All right, we have another question for you. What do you find is the most challenging part of your job as far as honoring Jesus, which you kind of, you kind of touched on? Yeah. Um, I think for me personally, even though all of those, those things play an aspect, you know, I, I did personally choose to include some swearing um, and violence Sinner. in my book. <laughs> yes, it's so cultural it's so cultural and you grow up cross-cultural and swearing has a different it's totally meaning. different oh absolutely. oh absolutely yeah but um i think for me as difficult as those questions are the biggest trial for me is just trust um to to know that god gave me the holy spirit and he places great value in art um and oh, he absolutely. speaks through artists and mm-hmm. to allow myself to to have that trust, um, even when I'm writing something that I feel like is stretching me um, or is perhaps stretching into pieces that I, I feel almost dangerous. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I've seen that personally work out, you know, with some of my books um, where God has strengthened that, that trust in me. But it still can be difficult to be like, OK, you know, I, I can trust myself in this because I'm doing it to the glory of God that um Yes, I need to be wise, but um, it's not it's not as dangerous as it could be if I was being distrustful. Okay. When you write a book, how important to you personally is it that you write out the gospel or spell it out in what you're saying? Is that like top notch? Is like is that number one priority or and again, or we, do you just? I mean, we did touch on that, yeah. but. I mean, is that something you aim to do in every single book? Um, I actually first personally feel that can be somewhat dangerous. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like there's room for, for all art. But um, I feel like the danger in a... I'm, I'm sorry. Um, I feel okay. like the danger in approaching art with the desire to uh, to speak out the gospel is that the gospel has already been preached and Mm -hmm. it's been preached in the Bible. And I feel like some artists come to it um, almost trying to make the gospel more palatable um, as if they're, they're trying to dress it up in a pretty way so that it'll be, they're trying to help Jesus. Exactly. So they feel like it needs to be a prettier, better version of the gospel. We, we have the gospel as it is. I mean, and that Um, can push people away by itself. Yeah, definitely. So I feel like there's that large danger. And like I said, I think there is room for art that preaches the gospel. Um, but there's also a large gaping hole um, on either end of that spectrum, both with Christian art aimed to help and teach Christians um, who don't want to just hear the preach the gospel preached again and again and see, you know, the atheist um, 
you know, deathbed conversion again and again. Um, and also <laughs> like for that. people, yeah, and for people who haven't, who haven't um, quite reached the place where they're ready to hear the gospel, to have those questions raised in them. I think there's gaping holes on either side of that. So um, for me, I personally, like I said, my philosophy is to try and ask the questions that hopefully the Lord um, and his Holy Spirit will address. I like it. I mean, in if you differ on this, I mean, I would love to hear your perspective, but it, like as you're talking, I, I'm just sitting here thinking, you know, C.S. Lewis and J.R. Tolkien and, you know, these big epics that they write, you know, these big fantasy, you know, Lord of the Rings. Is it Lord of the Rings? Yes. Um, and, oh, yeah. <laughs> and Chronicles of Narnia. And um, I'm more familiar with C.S. Lewis than I am with Tolkien. Yeah. But, um, but these big, huge worlds that as a Christian, like if we just looked at the Chronicles of Narnia, I can look at this and go, oh, yeah, Aslan's Jesus. And like I can see all of these gospel influences in his story. But if I'm someone who has never read the Bible, I can also look at this and go, hey, this Aslan character is, is there's really something about it. He's very self-sacrificing, you know, self-sacrificing. And and so it's it's kind of that same nuance. And, and, and again, I think you hit the nail on the head with that balance of, you know, trying to appeal to to an audience that in some cases is even hostile to what you believe, um, mm-hmm. but in being able to do it in a way that is going to spark that dialogue is going to start, you know, that, that conversation and, and who knows what the, the spirit does with that. Yeah. All yeah. right. Um, wh- yes. Do you have a question? Not you, Jill. <laughs> How would you? <laughs> Jill, sorry. Are you raising your hand right now? <laughs> no, I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. Uh, why do you think Christian authors seem to struggle to sell to anyone outside of the Christian community? And I think this goes back more to that marketing that you were talking about. Yeah. Do yeah. You, marketing is, is important. Go ahead. Do you think there's a sense of arrogance when there are authors that are, you know, Christians and they're like, nope, don't want anything but Christian people reading my stuff? Yeah, I think, um, and this is a, a difficult one because I, I definitely, as a as a Christian and a writer, um, I try and make it very clear what I'm selling that it's it's not Christian fluff. Right. Um, but I'm also not hiding the fact that I'm a Christian right. on social media, and it it seems like the reader community will eagerly pick up a book written by. Um, pretty much any other religion out there without mm-hmm. fear of being preached to. Right. But when they hear Christian, they immediately shy away. Like they have right. a bad taste in their mouth. Yeah. I mean, and I do think that comes Christian's from, fault. <laughs> yeah, I do that. I do think we as Christians do bear some blame in that because, Absolutely. um, or is a very effective way. You know, it, it is effective way that God speaks and mm-hmm. it is an effective way to, to speak to the culture. I mean, just look at how, icons such as marvel and star wars have right. impacted our culture we talked about that things. yeah we talked about that last week how like exactly or maybe first of all no before. one better run down marvel I'm no no but right right no like we were talking about superman how like as a christian yeah it does it's i mean obviously it's not a christian movie but like i can see the gospel through that movie but when we do stuff like that you know and, and even the illustration i gave with c.s lewis and and all of that are we reading our thought and opinion into i mean because art is very in any art form 
Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's very. Uh, what's the word? It begins sub subjective. You know, yeah. so so the beauty yeah. in art isn't. I mean, you as a writer, you have a certain message that you want to convey. Mm-hmm. And and so you're going to write and you're going to try to convey this message. But as a reader, um, you know, it, it's really up to me what the interpretation I get. So I, so I go, exactly. I mean, I wonder how much of our own bias that we are reading into something um, in comparison to what the author meant. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And there is um, I think there's blame on either side of the fence with this, both with unbelievers who just have a distaste for Christians in particular. Right. Um, You know, we know that's biblical, but it's Mm -hmm. also cultural as well. Absolutely. Um, And there are Christians who who don't trust their audience and don't trust the Holy Spirit to do the work for them and feel like they need to help drive Mm -hmm. home their message with a sledgehammer. Yeah. Right. Beating Um, over the head with the Bible. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And I don't like reading that. You know, I I wouldn't want to pick up a book and read an atheist message like that. It would turn, turn me off that book forever and that author um so i can definitely understand both perspectives and i do think you know there's damage done on both sides right and hopefully we can address that a little bit more but i do think there's always going to be some hesitance um with the world to engage in christians because there is such a there bad is that spiritual mm-hmm. battle as well oh, yeah and i know even even when we're talking about like misinterpretation taking things out of context i mean as a pastor um you know that's one of the things i deal with a lot when when i'm talking to people is you know uh, vance Hager once said that people don't go to church because they've been before and and you hear something and and you take it out of context and you're like this is why when we read the bible even you have to be very careful and go well what is the author's intention what is the author's mm-hmm. message you know and not Oh, so, you know, you know, I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord's plans to prosper and not to harm that. That's not necessarily Jeremiah writing to me going, hey, look, everything in your life is going to go hunky dory, you know. And so I think, yeah, again, it's that personal bias that I yeah. think comes into all that. Now, for you personally, Jill, what kind of things do you use or do you find inspire you when it comes to? your work and your writing, what is it that really draws you to that creativity? It's, it, I mean, it's difficult to pinpoint one thing because art is, is a whole body um, kind of all in experience. Oh, yeah. um, so, you know, I definitely pull a lot. Um, you know, I write science fiction, so I love science. Um, I write hard science fiction. So that actually has some, you know, real solid science and not just, Star Warsing right. it up over here. That's um, Star Wars. Nothing wrong with that. Wait, hold on. We have Star Force now, so <laughs> Star Wars is. Uh-huh. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you. <laughs> no, no, that's because I that's... hate Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> oh, once upon a time it was okay, <laughs> but um, <laughs> yeah. So I love science, um, philosophy, uh, history. I love all those things. Um, I definitely have a, a lot of um, real life. Um, experiences that I like to bring in Um, and some of those come in different ways Uh, for instance um, my science fiction is heavily inspired by my struggle with infertility and um, my my husband uh, having lost two children to abortion Um, 
And so when I wrote that, I wrote it pouring those experiences and, and that pain into that to address things like abortion and human trafficking. Wow. Um, and uh, I wrote started writing my horror when my mom was diagnosed with cancer. So that, you know, that addresses death and, um, and coming to terms with that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I definitely pull from my own experiences deeply, um, both kind of in a more shallow direction and, and on a deeper, on level, a deeper level as well. Wow. That's really awesome that you could do that. Now, um, you may not have expected this, but, <laughs> Josh does a thing called <laughs> lightning round. And in this lightning round, um, he's well, going to ask you some questions. Hang, hang on real quick. Cause maybe just a minute. This, this isn't, <laughs> okay. this isn't in the notes either. So, but I did want to okay. give you the opportunity cause you had brought up your blog earlier. I was, yeah. Um, and, and before we got to like the lightning around and all that, like anything, that you want to plug any, any, you know, new release, uh, your blog, all of that. Um, I just want to give you some time to, to get whatever you want to get out there, out there. Um, and then if you'll hang on after we're done with recording, um, and you can send me or, uh, not hang on. I'm sorry. That was stupid. But like, if you could send me over, uh, your links, I mean, we'll put those in the show description so that everybody listening can, um, actually go and check this stuff out too with just that click yeah thank you so much i really appreciate that opportunity uh the best place to find everything is on my website uh um and that'll be in the links so i won't yeah. spell it all out um because <laughs> <laughs> i can't <laughs> <laughs> yeah um and then most uh most social media i'm on facebook Twitter, Instagram, um, Goodreads. You can find me at J.E. Prazzi. All right. All right. So now we're going to get on to the lightning round. And I don't know okay. what he's going to ask you. So I don't it's know not what in I'm the notes. Ask. It's do you have okay. any lightning round music? I, I'm sure I could find it. You know what? That would be a great idea. Here. Um, Here's some lightning round music because I don't know how to use this thing. So so how it's going to work is, is I'm just going to look around the room I am sitting in and draw on things um draw inspiration from the things i see around my room so okay so these questions aren't going to make any sense um, <laughs> okay but the whole key is is to try to do it as fast as we can like okay don't waste too much time thinking because that's just a fool's game anyway <laughs> no. <laughs> okay we say the author <laughs> all right so Coke or Pepsi? Coke. Red or green? Red. Hot sauce or salsa? Neither. Ooh, that was a good one. Bananas or water? Water. Right on, right on. Book or movie? Book. <laughs> that one was kind that of a trick of, one. Yeah. HP or brother printer? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> what either of those are so whichever one works when hooked up <laughs> right on okay apple or android android wow i wasn't expecting that, oh, one. that, 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 that the last one really hurt <laughs> well jill we thank you so much for your time like i said the links to all of her stuff will be in the show description so you know what go buy one of her books okay guys like she was kind enough to come on here and do this 
Jill, thank you so Learn much. Learn to read. It thank is a you. art form that <laughs> is just gone in nowadays. Right. Sit down um, with a good book and curl. Speaking of which, do you have anything on Audible? I do not yet. Hopefully soon. But um, on my YouTube, I have a short story um, narrated by one of my friends that's free. Oh, that's right awesome. On. Morgan Freeman. I mean, it's crazy. Yeah. Who knew? Yeah, the people I know. <laughs> so we, we, again, we just thank you so much for your time and your perspective and really like that marketing thing was huge for me. You have no idea. Um, <laughs> Glad I could help. So until next week, we love you. We thank you. And we can't do this without your support. <laughs>